Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good evening. Today is the feast of St. Theodore the Great Martyr. And that might be confusing because there's another Theodore the Great Martyr. And both Theodores, who are great martyrs, are soldiers. One of them was a commander, and so we call him St. Theodore the Commander. And one of them in Greek is called to Tyronos, which is confusing because it seems like we're saying he's from Tyron, but in reality, that comes from a Latin word, tiros, which means a recruit. And so therefore, he is St. Theodore, the recruit. And that is how we differentiate between the two theaters. One is a commander and one is a mere soldier, a newly recruited soldier who was quickly found out to be a Christian by his commanding officer, was sent before the governor, boldly proclaimed Christ. And because the governor saw him as valuable because he was a soldier, gave him a few days to think it over as to whether or not he really wanted to confess Christ. And while he was thinking it over, he set fire to a temple to the mother of gods. <laughs> and so therefore, uh, they decided that it was proper and right for him to be martyred by fire. And he did not need his tormentors to lead him or throw him into the fire, he boldly stepped into the fire. And though the Lord allowed him to die, his bodily remains were not burnt. And on this feast of St. Theodore the Recruit, we read the story of Christ commenting upon those who are giving gifts in the temple. And we see him criticizing the rich for giving such a small percentage of what they have in abundance. And even though it is far more than the two copper coins that the poor woman put in, it is all that she had. And therefore hers is, in the eyes of Christ, the greater gift. And so therefore we are called to juxtapose the life of St. Theodore, the recruit, with this poor woman. And indeed, like that poor woman, he gave everything. He was willing to walk into the flames. And he was willing to walk in those flames because he knew that Christ had defeated death. He knew that Christ was faithful to those who believed in him. Christ would, as he did for the three youths who were thrown into the fiery furnace by Nebuchadnezzar, descend and protect him. And indeed, though his earthly life ended, his life as a saint in the heavenly kingdom began. And we have many stories about the miracles performed through the prayers and the intercessions of St. Theodore, one of which we celebrate on the first Saturday of every Lent with the miracle of the Koliba, which I will preach about then. But the point I want to make tonight is that both this poor woman and Theodore challenge each and every one of us 
especially those of us who live like those rich men in abundance, because we here in the United States, whether we are poor, middle class, or the rich, live in abundance. And we are challenged about what it is that we actually give to God. And of course, Theodore and the poor woman demonstrate that it is not how much monetary wealth we give to God that is the measure of what Christ and God redeem, I mean, deem as important, what they see as valuable. Theodore certainly didn't give any treasure to the church. The poor woman gave two coppers to the temple. It's not monetary value that God is after. What God is after is a commitment of your life to him. What that commitment looks like is going to differ, differ from person to person because each of us have been granted different gifts from God. But it is how we use those gifts. It is how we use what has been given to us and the priorities that we make in life. And as someone who is consistently challenged with all of these demands upon my time and my person and my purse and my talent, I greatly sympathize with every single person who lives in this country because this country demands so much of our attention. And that attention span that it demands is seconds long. And somebody, something else comes along and demands our attention. I mean, the fact that so many people, especially those in influence, are communicating with us and themselves with nearly 140 characters says a lot about how chaotic and noisy and demanding our lives outside of the church are. Our challenge, therefore, is to quiet the noise, to reprioritize our lives, to understand that as important as all of the things in our life are. For example, being a student of history, I am intensely interested in politics, and this particular political cycle is extraordinarily fascinating, both on the Democratic side and the Republican side. And whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, this upcoming presidential election is extraordinarily important. However, many of us are in danger of replacing that sense of importance with a sense of saving or salvation, that we are in danger of placing the politics above the importance of God in our lives. Yes, participate as much as you are interested and able. Yes, pray every single day for the political process in this country. But understand that the wisdom of God is beyond anything that we can comprehend. And if he so wills that someone needs to come into power who is anti-Christian, who wants to eradicate everything that America has traditionally stood for, 
uh, that wants to transform this country from a republic into some kind of oligarchy, whether from the left or from the right, because this country has turned its back upon God. And this country needs to be woken up in the same way that the Hebrews of old had to be periodically woken up by the destruction of the first temple, by the destruction of the northern kingdom, by the destruction of the southern kingdom, by exile. He knows better than we as to what we need for our salvation. And therefore, our attention should not be on putting our time and our treasure and our talents in things that do not belong to God. Yes, we use our talents to put food on the table and take care of our families, but we need to guard against whether or not those activities become more important than God. Are we allowing our jobs and our families and the need to get food on the table getting in the way of prayer, in the way of giving alms to the poor, in getting in the way of worshiping God and coming to church, getting in the way of all of these things that we do in order to remember and to move God into the center of our life and the reason for our life. Are we, in our own way, giving those to copper to the temple? Are we, in our own way, stepping into the fire, as did Theodore? That is a question that we should be asking ourselves on a daily basis. Is what I am doing right now for the glory of God or for the glory of me? And if the answer is the glory of me, then it is time to step back, reevaluate, and figure out how we can transform that activity into glory of God, or if it's not possible, how to get our lives reorganized so that activity, whatever it may be, is no longer part of our life. So today let us look to Theodore, he who is willing to step in the fire to sacrifice everything that he had in order to give it all to Christ. Let us ask him for strength. Let us ask him for his intercession that we understand and realize that Christ has come. He has become a man. He has been crucified. He has risen from the dead. He has trampled down death by death, giving us entrance into his kingdom and eternal life. And that that is the center and the focus of our lives. And let those things and that reality help silence the noise that is trying to demand time and talent and treasure out of our lives that is better oriented towards God and His glory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, until the ages. Amen.